Blog Talk Radio. To the Frontier Beyond Fear live broadcast, and to those of you listening in the future on various platforms, the podcast. My name is Susan Larison Dans, and today is Saturday, December 3rd, 2022. And this broadcast originates live on Blog Talk Radio most Saturdays at 1 p.m. Pacific. 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and you can find out all about it at FrontierBeyondFear.com, along with where it is syndicated right now. Welcome. I am today going to continue to expand upon what is both a planetary and even beyond planetary concept, beyond our planet anyway, and a soul concept in a highly personal way. This has to do with how we assess progress and how we evaluate the need for certain types of progress and how some types of progress may actually be a regression and the opposite of progress, even while being a part of our soul growth experience because everything that happens to any one of us and also to us together is a part of our personal soul journeys and our planetary soul journey, which I really think is a concept, and I think a society has a journey as well, but each of us is an individual participating in that process, which is so very important. How spiritual world very much recognizes the value of the individual soul, even, and the journey of that individual soul, and the free choices of that individual soul, even while also in parallel recognizing that we are inseparable also from one another and the divine. However you choose to visualize the divine, I like to say the divine is unconditional love, and so do many other sources, and that it is that infinite creative process which is expanding unconditional love in creative ways, our understanding of it, even though that's difficult to understand sometimes. And the greatest expression 
of love is our existence as beautiful human beings right here now, each and every one of us very special and beloved, and each and every one of us on a soul journey, which was in progress before we got here in this particular form and will continue after this life. I am referring everyone to a previous episode where I talked about something that's really important. Um, It may seem indirect how important it is, but it's actually really vitally important because on this program, we talk about science as well. And not to confuse science with materialism, which is a particular school of science, but is not science overall. Science is about asking questions, and that's like a key part of science, um, and determining what is real. And we progressively discover more and more aspects of reality, even as often a paradigm will shift and we will discover that we got it wrong. And nowhere are individuals more important because often um, you'll you'll have one or two voices that say, hey, raise their hand. Hey, what is this? What does this mean? I've discovered something. And that's how we progress. New theories come this way and paradigms shift because eventually others are able to see the truth of what um, this discovery may be. And we continue our discovery process about reality, understanding it more and more. The Fermi paradox was discussed and has actually been discussed on a couple of of broadcasts. And I will summarize it here. There is a link to a show that's really helpful that was just about a month ago. Actually, not sure when it was, a little over a month maybe. Um, called Where Are They? Yes, on October 15th, this episode, which was yet another spontaneous episode. But I did refer to some particular articles and sources. And I'm going to do a little bit more here as well to develop this. Um, We are having trouble observing out in the cosmos, whether via um, our telescopes or um, yes, okay, Um, We don't know everything about what's going on in terms of could there be some scattered civilization that developed high technology and is visiting the Earth? It's possible. It could also be originating on the Earth if it comes from the sea. We don't know our own planet half the time. Or it could be interdimensional. There are still many things to consider here. But there is also a great deal of evidence that when you look out into the cosmos, and we're getting the opportunity to look more and more um, in more and more detail, that we are not seeing advanced technological civilizations or the type of evidence that we would expect to see. And I'm going to develop this some more because I today have actually been learning even more about this. And the Fermi paradox came up in the 1950s where someone basically said, where are they? Why, haven't, why are we not seeing 
um, these advanced civilizations. And yes, we can talk about another topic here at another time about UFOs and all of that. This isn't really about that. This is about what is it that leads to a successful civilization that does endure? And why are we being paralyzed by the very limiting views of materialists who will only acknowledge um, materialistic views of reality, who won't even explore the evidence for spiritual aspects of reality, although we're getting closer as we start to look at the quantum world. Um, and so they have a number of theories where they're looking for what they themselves project must be reality, which is solely material. And I had thought the great filter, which is a new concept I'm introducing today, was newer than I realized, but actually it's not that new. It's newer than the Fermi paradox, but it basically says what many have discussed, and in fact I've said it only in, um, I've added on a non-material um, aspect because the way it's expressed traditionally is highly material, is it's based on the assumption that civilizations and planets are exclusively material. It has no acknowledgement of any kind of advancement in a spiritual sense. And so it assumes if you don't see evidence of high technology all over the place, and in fact there's a related concept that's really interesting about um, self-replicating spacecraft. Um, and actually this is just brilliant. In fact, that just shows you right there how all our fears of AI, um, that when people view it in a fearful way, and Let's be clear, I even worked in AI um, early on. I, I'm a computer scientist, although I was mostly in the language sphere of it, but I have some understanding um, of, of AI. I'm glad that I don't have much responsibility for AI because one could say it could run amok. And in fact, there is a hypothesis which is based on a science fiction series called the Berserker Hypothesis, although it's a further development of this thing, where von Neumann probes, and then you can look all of this up if you like, are self-replicating spacecraft, that they would just be like a virus, they would be like a bacteria, that once you developed this, and they would go out and basically exploit the resources of other planets and colonize other planets. It's a very dark concept, and it's related to a very dark path that views the human race solely as like locusts, although there's certainly evidence we've behaved that way at times, um, not just at times, it's just it's we are so driven by our fears and our materialistic culture and our survival mode instincts, not to mention warlike tendencies that come out of that, vengeance, protection, feeling like you're constantly needing to protect yourself and expand. These things ultimately in a technological civilization, which is theorized by this von Neumann probe idea, um, that eventually these civilizations would develop self-replicating spacecraft that would just be everywhere. 
that they would just um, propagate everywhere. They'd basically fill um, this universe, although we now have evidence there's a multiverse, and certainly on a spiritual level, but we're seeing more evidence in the um, even the material, um, so-called material science world. In fact, the fact that we don't see these, and I guess even Carl Sagan considered this concept, and he was coming up with reasons why, because he was actually not spiritual in his inclination, and so he was coming up with reasons why maybe we wouldn't have seen them. And then there's this related idea where there may be probes out there that actually look for civilizations like ours that are getting more technologically advanced and just destroy them. That to me is like the day the earth stood still concept, if you've seen the original movie in particular, um, although the remake also expresses the concept, but the original is better, um, which is a more benign version of this, where if you don't behave, um, if you are do not um, end your destructive tendencies, there was some group of extraterrestrials that you know, you had, they had created these robots that would come and, you know, mutually destroy. Any civilization basically had one of these robots that was capable of destroying the planet to keep technological planets in check, basically, that as they developed so that they would not be a threat to anyone and also helplessly saying each of the planets participating didn't know if they might destroy other planets too, they all kind of developed these robots that were like a safety valve um, that if you get out of hand, well, this is going to destroy you. This concept, the berserker hypothesis, is kind of related to that only in a less benign way, like it doesn't give you a second chance. If you are becoming technological and it's it's really based on, you know, warlike extraterrestrials out there who don't want any competition and they just wipe you out. And that's one reason why some have said that it's dangerous to be sending out signals to the universe and, you know, if there really are other um, very aggressive species that have managed to be spacefaring, that they may not view humanity as something that they think should endure. And they might just choose to um, exploit the resources of our planet and just, you know, either enslave humanity or do some dark thing that we've certainly seen on our planet as well in a smaller way, though a very impactful way. I've gone on about this a little bit long, but I want to present this concept which is incredibly important because every time you read about these ideas, nowhere, nowhere do the materialists, because they do not choose to have the courage to investigate non-material phenomena, nowhere do they acknowledge that a spiritual Species. This is where spiritual progress comes into play, the title of this program, that spiritual species could exist everywhere, even here, 
multidimensionally or even under the sea or who knows. They could be, and hey, we're here, (laughs) those of us who have observed evidence of spiritual phenomenon. I mean, just so statistically improbable. There's no getting around it. We're here, and we need to have a voice. This is why I choose, and others I know, I'm starting to see more um, people talking about the materialists and very carefully labeling that as a school. Well, maybe not using that word. It is a movement in science. It is not science. Materialism is based on a theory, based on a way of viewing the world. It's no different than the Newtonian physicists before a more um, refined view of observing physics came along. We need to broaden our understanding, and we need to have a voice, because the beauty of these theories that we can propose as spiritually oriented scientists and people. You don't have to be a scientist. Um, I'm certainly not any kind of a, a, um, I'm not a biologist or biologist. Um, My scientific background is, you know, in math, although technically von Neumann had a mathematical, that theory is a mathematical theory, essentially. But I don't need to have all the degrees that some may think you need to even be a part of this discussion because I am coming at it from both a scientific view and a spiritual view, which are not incompatible. A very valid theory is that the reason we don't see physically evidence of other species is because They could be hidden on their planet. They could be in the forest. They may have gone through their technological phase and became enlightened enough to survive it, and they eventually maybe didn't need their technology anymore because that's very possible if you were to to develop spiritually. You could develop telepathy. You would develop your healing abilities. And you may choose that you prefer the beauty of your planet once you felt protected from things that might harm you because of your spiritual development. It really carries the answer to every aspect of survival. And by spiritual, I am not saying that if a view involves cruelty, vengeance, war, brutality, any kind of violence, that would then be considered non-spiritual and self-destructive. So it's possible to have views that are not material, but yet are still arising out of that same fear-based survival world where, um, you know, there is hatred and judgment and vengeance and very dark things not compatible with unconditional love. A truly advanced, 
planet, and life is one where we endeavor to, even as we are in the midst of what can feel like a very imperfect physical experience, where yes, there is fear, and yes, we are tested, and yes, there are challenges, and we'll talk about that in a moment too, where we keep doing our best to improve our compassion, our acting out of unconditional love, our working with our fears. This program is called The Frontier Beyond Fear for a reason, where we do acknowledge the amazing miracles that we have personally observed or in our family histories, which is part of my path and many others, where healing happened, where there are aspects to reality that strict materialism can never explain because it is a false view. It is a limiting view. And it is our hope because everyone has the opportunity to advance spiritually that one day our paradigm will shift. The great filter that is spoken of basically says in one way or another most advanced technological societies that experience rapid growth and also it has to do with colonization too that they finish with their planet and then they want to go colonize other planets and just exploit resources everywhere it's all about resources greed um, material existence where you never have enough and albeit we are using technology here I spent a good portion of my career or my life working in a technological sphere. If you don't view that as only a step or of something that is um, essentially something that serves a higher goal, a spiritual goal, maybe for while you need it, then that can run amok and it's self-destructive. Is it possible that our society will not survive its technological phase? Yes, the greater society may not survive it. That'll be something I actually believe. There is something called um, soul agreements, and that I think many of you have heard of this, where we are voluntarily participating in this earth experience. We are growing as souls. This is a belief system. We can't prove this. Um, it, uh, you can find some, you know, maybe um, there have been higher consciousness ways that, that may provide some um, verification of this theory or even originating some of the theory. But for me, as a belief system, it is a very consistent and beautiful belief system, even though it has some difficult questions. Because with free choice, and we discussed this in the last episode too, or recently, this has come up more than once, the big question is why it's so dark here at times. I mean, it can be very dark on this planet. 
And, you know, what you begin to ask, well, what's wrong with us? Why would we be here even doing this? And there you simply have to trust that there's a higher reason and that we know that we gravitate towards unconditional love. When we free ourselves from the darker aspects of fear, we so very much want to live in that space of unconditional love and compassion where cruelty is gone, where brutality is gone, where hatred is gone. We do it imperfectly, every one of us. We're in this very challenging world where we're buffeted by the winds of all of those things, where others are um, judgmental. And so sometimes we react right in response. We are not perfect human beings. But our souls are growing. We are essentially deriving God from scratch. There's a mathematical idea in a way. I've come up with this before. I've thought about this before, written about it um, um, privately. But we are here in, and we closed the curtain on the brightness of the light. And we're in a darker place so that we could discover it even more profoundly. But I still question it, even at that, because none of us likes the, the darkness. I mean, it's very hard to come to terms with the darkness. But if you give it too much power, that can really not only impact your personal life because you're continually giving that power over you. Like if there's some, you know, actually the berserker theory, which has a, a, a different definition, but it's kind of like that. Like there's this, you know, thing that's continually after you and wants to deceive you and wants to take you and do, you know, and you give it power. That's not helpful and there's no reason for it. Because we exist, we are, and we know about love. And we know that love is more powerful than fear. That's fear speaking to empower such a thing. Some may think they're using spirituality for selfish gain. There's certain schools of thought where, you know, it's very greed, it's very self, very greedy, self-indulgent, um, taking power over other people. That's not spirituality. That's some other school. There may be, you know, some um, rudimentary skills involved that people play around with. I don't know, but it's not what we're talking about here. Unconditional love is more powerful than anything because unconditional love is the divine, is the ultimate, creative, embodied, and um, not even just embodied. It, it has an existence. It has a consciousness. I believe consciousness exists on multiple levels that there is a higher consciousness, that there is something we can label as God, 
as a something that can love you. And it's not so easily defined that it has a beinghood at that higher level. And it's also inseparable. It's from all of us. It is omnipresent. Will we prove this? Well, we will prove, I believe, evidence that there is something higher going on on this planet that is not strictly material. What the materialists will then propose is that we are living in a simulation because anything that violates materialism would have to be um, expressed by something material. That would only be a theory. From some level, we are having an exercise here, but it is far more than some computer simulation. Can we prove that? That's going to be the next question. The live show is coming to an end here. Those of you listening live on Blog Talk Radio, thank you to Blog Talk Radio for... Um, we're in the number two slot today for the live shows on the front page, and that's always appreciated. Those of you listening, if you um, go to FrontierBeyondFear.com, you can learn all about this show, and you can find the archive and other episodes, and um, we have a, quite a vast archive here. So thank you, live audience. Also, thank you. Um, once again, for featuring this show um, at the featured slot in live spirituality. So, okay, back to this concept. We won't go too far over today, I sense, although I do have yet another thing to read um, from Henry David Thoreau, who I, I always enjoy reading from, and I turn to yet another poem. I might have read this poem in the past, but it's just something that we'll close out the show with today. We need to have the courage to observe objectively reality. That's science. We need to work on ourselves and by expansion our societies to find a way out of vengeance-based, control-based, falsehood-based systems. If we were living in a truly... Um, Enlightened, you know, enlightened is a good word. It shows, you know, you're more um, aware of the light. The light is stilling the society. A light-filled society, a loved, love-filled society, and yes, loved as well, must necessarily be based on a relationship with truth and with sharing the truth and with integrity it's not about power it's not about veiling things to mislead that certainly happens in the world 
you don't have to project it to some disempowering, super powerful entity to know that it happens in the world. Fear is what has propagated such behavior. We can progress and we can grow, but it's not without hard work. Will we get there? Did we take a wrong turn when we became industrial? I was thinking about that as I was walking today. I walked for quite a while in nature today before the show earlier. There are no wrong turns. There are only... um, There are unwise turns. There are things where you just had no idea. It's gone a dark path because we've developed things like, you know, the ability to engage in nuclear war and other types of horrible, horrific warfare. We're on this journey together, individually, Each of us personally is on a journey in the midst of what is happening. And we work with our relationship with fear every day. And there are things to be afraid of. Yes, this is not the Earth experience. And I can't compare to other planets because similar things are likely going on elsewhere. Let's not elevate ourselves so much. I used, I used humility as a tag as well. We need to, pride is not um, helpful, especially when you're disempowering others. Humility, even as a planet, knowing that we are growing, knowing that we're having this challenging experience, we can still celebrate our progress, our true progress, which is within. You see, that kind of progress is so much more powerful than anything we could develop outside of ourselves. We could have, and this is where we could have taken another turn, although, you know, we don't know um, the, the full history of even our planet. We could have found a way to develop spiritually. Yes, yes, learn more fully about healing. And in a compassionate way, just because a society is engaged in some spiritual behavior, if there is brutality and cruelty and violence, There's still a lot, a long way to grow. Those things, by the way, tend to be protective because you're in a violent, vengeful world and one thing leads to another. One society invades another. Then there's vengeance. Then there's retribution. And it goes on and on and on and on. There's always fear of not being able to survive. Some could even say that's partially based in love, and it is because you love your family, you love your community, and so some invader shows up, and you know, this is, you can go all the way back. Let's not even talk about um, the current times, 
but when civilization was um, younger and not technological, what happened? We kept developing different ways of warfare. That was considered progress. That actually led to a lot of technological development, ultimately. It's about fear, but it's also about um, loving your children. You know, the old song, um, I hope the children, or the, the Russians love their children too. Well, let's hope we all do. But that can also lead to vengeful behavior. And being human beings in a physical world, you can see how it happens. So many things have been um, have arisen out of fear, even fear of the gods. So to um, that can lead to cruelty and brutality in a society. If you feel that a society feels it needs to appease some angry god or gods, that nature they feel at the mercy of nature, and so they feel they have to appease some angry, vengeful. Um, God in lower case. Fear leads to a lot of dysfunction. Fear may lead ultimately to self-destruction. But love is more powerful. Unconditional love. When we raise our consciousness, unconditional love is more powerful than any form of fear. We are here to grow. We chose a difficult experience here to grow. I believe that we chose to be here. Some have a belief system where they feel that we are here um, not by our own choice. That is not a part of my belief system because I believe unconditional love necessitates free choice on a soul level. There are no power gains. There are no power structures. There is only... There is... um, Development. There's higher development. There's higher advancement. But there is not um, every being, every being, every living thing is honored and beloved. Where there is consciousness, we are. I am. You are. You are beloved. You are worthy. You are worthy. When we realize that as individuals and as a society and as a planet, the doors open to miracles even when we don't realize it, the miracles reach out to us and take our hand and help to show us. This happened to me. This happened to a lot of people when you've had a higher spiritual experience. You're 
Heck, you may not even know what the heck is going on spiritually. This is why I have so much faith in material um, people who are very focused on that. I believe it's possible to awaken. Now, granted, I had a spiritual aspect my whole life, but how could they not? I am no better than than they are. I mean, we're not going to be playing comparison games. They have the potential to awaken. Experiences in life can make it more difficult. I will say that. They can distance us more from the ability. But it's innate. We're, the divine is omnipresent in that each and every one of us. Namaste, that term, encapsulated and encapsulates it. We are worthy. We are beloved. We are. I'm going to wrap it up there. I should be here next week. And once again, this broadcast originates live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Blog Talk Radio. And if you go to FrontierBeyondFear.com, you can find past episodes and where it's indicated. And I did update the site. It's simpler now, a little bit easier to read. Um, But that's where you can go to learn about this broadcast. Thank you for being here. Since I'm in the podcast now exclusively, thank you for being here across time. Energetically, you are present here, right in this moment, because there are no boundaries of time or of space. And as we continue to grow as a society, we will learn that more and more. And as individuals and as a planet, Take care, everyone. See you next time.